we might have to extend. I want to extend five minutes. But I'm the timer, everybody. I have <laughs> never been able to be the timer. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. As kids, we believe that the angels talked. Everything is magic till you think it's not. It's easy to be thankful for the things you've got. It takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. How do you, we're 12 episodes in and I still don't know how to start a podcast episode. Hey everybody, this is the sad, this is the sad episode. What? This episode, sad. This is not the sad episode. Sad episode. This is a great episode. I'm actually really excited for people to hear it. It's It's sad because we're moving. Oh. That's the sad part. So both of us are in the middle of, well, in the yeah. qu- uh, air quote middle of packing, because <laughs> you guys should see my house. Amanda's house looks like she doesn't live here. <laughs> I'll take a picture and post it. Yeah, she's ar- she's already out. gone. The only thing uh, left is the TV. That's right because I need breaks to watch Netflix between packing to keep me sane. You know what I do between packing? Walk the dog. No, I sit there and eat some eat chips. Ch- I was going to say <laughs> that. You eat Guess the, again. the Guess hot two. lime chips. Mm, the Dorito kind. Delicious. Isn't that they the one that you like the best? Yeah. If you're listening and you love to you can <laughs> send, send that them stuff, to you can send chips. Send, you can send uh, Dinamitas Chile Limon flavor to <laughs> Green Bay Crock Center. <laughs> Care of Kirsten Kotsian. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And, That's gonna be uh, what do you What do you want, Amanda? You know, <laughs> I sanity. Can someone mail that? If you have some sanity left that to you share, would like to, then package that up, up and send it to Gary Salvation <laughs> Army, care of Amanda, Amanda Keen. Hey, I turned Amanda to Captain. Keen. Captain Amanda Keen. Captain, I just turned Captain to Captain Keen. Captain Keen. Captain Keen. Captain 
Amanda Erica. America. Captain America. Amanda. Is your middle name Erica? No. But I just want people to call me Captain America. Oh. No, I don't. That would be weird. But you I need just, a you know. shield, a round shield. I'll make one. Yeah, get. You I can, can totally make you one. You can probably get like Lucas to make you one. So should we talk Speaking. about this episode? <laughs> oh, right, the actual episode. The actual wow. episode. We have wow. some pretty cool guests with us. Right in the episode. Yeah, not currently segment. here. We have Annie here. She's pretty cool. But she's the silent partner. <laughs> she sometimes. But yes, in this episode, we have commissioners. Not one. Not two, not two but, three but three special guests. <laughs> so crazy. Whoa. Yes. Um, commissioners Sue and Barry Swanson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we yeah. also have, <laughs> for some reason, I was going to say captain. She's not a captain. Uh, captain. She is Captie. a captain in my heart. Captain. Oh, um, Captain, my captain. Ca- oh, Captain, my Do captain. Do you know the poem? Nancy. Go ahead. Valentine. Recite it. <laughs> I do not know the poem. I will Captain not be reciting Valentine. Capti, what are you saying? Just, uh, I misspoke earlier and I <laughs> trying it out. <laughs> so we have those three guests and we are talking about um, urban ministry. And I'm not going to define that now because we kind of start our, you know, the episode by doing that. But if you were at commissioning or you... We're listening to commissioning via live stream or watching yeah, it. Yeah, watching it. Um, Maybe you were just like using your psychic powers and like sensing the psychic energy at commissioning from okay. afar. That is a rabbit hole that we're not going to go down. So I'm gone. <laughs> I wonder, can people I'm hear already the dishwasher? Gone. I'm already I, my gone. dishwasher is very loud and I it's like I very know, loud I to can... me. Anyway, but if you were at commissioning or watched commissioning or whatever, um, the Saturday morning meeting. So if you haven't and you want to check uh, it out, you can check it out. You can watch the whole meeting, the Saturday morning meeting, the first one, there were two. Um, yeah. So probably most of you weren't at the first one. If you were at commissioning, you weren't there. I, I looked around the auditorium and nobody there. was there. So nobody I'm calling there. all of you out. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it was a late night Friday. It was. You didn't even go to the afterglow. I was at that afterglow. Let me tell you. That went till midnight. Let me tell you that sun. Anyways, moving on. But they talked about (laughs) mission imperatives Mm. for the territory. There were a few. One of them was about city mission. Yeah. And uh, you might have seen if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, like a true social media pro that I am. I'm not a pro. I'm just, that was just a fancy way of saying something I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I got right on that, and you might have seen the post about it. She's like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> But I feel like Blowing this up your episode, feed. exactly, this episode goes even deeper into the city mission imperative. Cool. Um, and I, I didn't really think about that. Like, I didn't think about how closely that would align. It's a whole, like, 40, 40, 50 minutes of discussion, which yeah. at Congress you get, like, maybe five, ten minutes total. But this yeah, is like a little bit a little bit deeper. Mission. Yeah. So. so we're really excited. We hope that you love it. We want to hear your feedback. I always want to hear your feedback. Um, Even if you don't love it, you can give feedback. Yeah. We, Looking at we've some, had all kinds of some feedback. comments. Some comments out there. 
that wasn't as positive <laughs> but you know what i like your comment i appreciate that you had an opinion and you shared it <laughs> yes amen so let's dive right into our episode well hello everybody um uh, we're here from the barracks <laughs> the living room of nancy um so yeah thank you for hosting us thanks for having us here and we have some special guests here with us um so i feel awkward because amanda is being real quiet which is like kind of unusual I, wow you're saying i'm yeah, loud she's like <laughs> i'm here okay people we're sharing microphones we're sharing microphones but all right we do have special guests yeah we have like special guests saying. so we have nancy we have Nancy Valentine is here. We're in her Hello. home. And then we have Barry and Sue Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be with you. I love it. Yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation, and I'm really excited about um, just the different things that are happening in our territory and just that we get to be a part of that and talk about it and have a conversation and just... Um, so the topic is urban ministry and we, I think we want Amanda and I wanted to make sure we put like a caveat on this conversation. Like we're not saying everything that will ever be said or ever needs to be said or is a hundred percent perfectly correct or whatever about it's a conversation. And so we're just chatting. I think that that's what we're hoping for is that conversations will start, you know, from our hearts. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So one of the first things we wanted to do was start off because, you know, when we say urban ministry, um, I think that, I mean, we think of a lot of different things. So we want to just take maybe a minute or so to talk about what, when we say urban ministry, what do we mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever wants to kind of jump into that and we can just talk. Well, for me, urban ministry means uh, very simply going where people are and ministering to them because uh, that's where we find the most need and that's where we find the most opportunity for the gospel. So it makes sense that that's what we try to specialize in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I took some time to ask a few people um, what they, you know, letting them know that I'll be doing this, you know, what they thought was and is urban ministry. And one of the things that I just heard consistently is that urban ministry is just ministry. And Mm -hmm. I think it's been perceived for so long that it's poor people ministry. And um, the folks that I asked, you know, they wanted to say that, you know, that this is just ministry. And again, in a a location where there's a lot of people, like we were saying earlier. Um, And I would say by um, kind of a sidebar is, it's going to be multi-ethnic because where we find different types of people uh, concentrated, oftentimes they will be of dif- different uh, cultures, different ethnicities, and so that's that's the way it goes. And so we uh, we we respect that in the in the course of our ministry. But uh, yeah, yeah. and also multi-generational. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to put some uh, label on what ages of people are present and mm-hmm. it's it's the whole from birth to life yeah, or to yeah, death yeah, you know? yeah it's just being open that the city is so vibrant and we don't want to miss out yeah yeah 
um, something I was thinking about today in the car on the way here, um, thinking about urban ministry, being a co-laborer with Christ within the life of a city. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Sarah Johnson, shout out. Um, she said, Hey Sarah. Hey Sarah. <laughs> hey Sarah. Um, <laughs> living God's no, mission. <laughs> we all love Sarah. Um, but living God's mission of reconciliation in cities yeah. or mm-hmm. pursuing God's mission of reconciliation in dense and diverse neighborhoods. So we're kind of like all on the same page with that. Uh-huh. And I think it's asking God for creativity, you know, to be how to be creatively present. And I think the thing about cities, having done some work, you know, in communities for a long time, is they're always evolving, right? Yeah. They're always changing, yeah. and those things that we, you know, define and said, you know, could be very different. The city right now around me is looking more richer and younger, you know, that's part of it too. Yeah. I think some people might be tempted to say, well, what's what's new about urban ministry? We've been doing it, you know, for a long time, and, and it's been around forever, um, and it has, but... Uh, realistically, we have to understand that urbanization is uh, happening at an even faster rate than it ever has mm-hmm. before. So there are more and more people moving into urban areas, concentrated areas. And so that just, in the f- even from a future standpoint, it's where, where the gospel needs to be. And so that, that's what we have to be thinking about and praying about and planning for. How are we going to be there with the gospel, with this unique Salvation Army mission that we have been given Mm -hmm. so one question that we had and we wanted to hear from the swansons on this one um is two questions but it's probably just the same question but it's um is urban ministry a priority for our territory and how is this played out and how can we improve so it's just kind of you know start on that Yeah. yeah yeah It, in, in a very basic sense, it is a, a priority because we have invested heavily over many, many years with uh, serving urban areas. But I would say that that investment is not kept up with the growth in those areas. And so um, sure. it's, in some ways it's a priority, but when you really look at the overall opportunity that's there, I would say uh, we have not uh, highlighted that as a priority and uh, I think we need to be thinking about that. And, and I do think maybe we, I, I want to be gentle. I think we could argue that in some instances, we as a Salvation Army have um, walked away from our first love. In you know, in that regard, I'm, a, uh, I'm just two generations removed from immigrant Irish uh, people coming to New York City and living in the Irish tenements and being attracted to the gospel through the Salvation Army. Uh, my great-grandfather was sergeant major in Times Square in New York City. And, um, you know, just that vibrant living in, in the city, being a part of it, being attracted to the Salvation Army, having their lives transformed, uh, having the Salvation Army help uh, in their immigrant life, you know, it's just really, really important. So when you realize how many core used to be, like we're sitting here in Chicago, and uh, we're only one or two blocks away from yeah, a core building that, you know, has been 
amalgamated with another, but, um, but just saying, are we in the city, you know? And, and when you walk the city and see all the beautiful uh, families, we have two children who um, just love living in the city. It's important to them. And so you, I, I'm not answering the question, but I'm telling you <laughs> where my heart's coming from, mm -hmm. that yes, we are in the city, but oh, is there more, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, and that's the exciting aspect of it is that there, um, there is opportunity for more, Yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 And thank God for, you know, what we are and who we are, but oh my gosh, I can name neighborhoods where you just, we like to walk in neighborhoods in the city and you sit at a restaurant and you watch easily uh, thousands of people walk by and right. think, oh my gosh, they would really love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I really think they would, and they'd love to serve the Lord. You know, heart to God, hand to man, they would love this. This would be right. just the best thing. So, you know, I, and I, you know, some of those issues, are we living in the city? You know, so hmm. there's some questions. So I'm not I'm saying that I believe that we're really praying in the in our home territory mm -hmm. about these issues and just that this is one of the issues that has risen to the top of something we think the Lord is hmm. wanting to light fire. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, just mm -hmm. light a fire. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that's great. Um, so this one's for Nancy. Uh, tell us about your experience in urban ministry through the Salvation Army. And that's like, mm -hmm. you know, the struggles, the joys. Yeah. We want to hear about that. Yeah, so the first time I've heard of the Salvation Army was when I was like in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And the cadets came to my school and they did the Christmas assemblies. And I remember getting those little like um, packets with the supplies. And I remember being little and being like, you can remember army. that. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah, because I remember the pen. And I remember seeing the pen <laughs> had like the tip. And I'm like, this is, and that's probably where my love for pens grew. But, um, <laughs> yeah. And I just remember seeing like the army was here, but they weren't in uniform. And I remember being so confused. And I've been confused since then. Oh. <laughs> About the Salvation Army. And so, um, yeah, that's where I first, first encountered it. And then I wouldn't come across it until I moved to technically a suburb. Um, of Cicero, even though it's like I was explaining earlier in the nook. So like 10 minutes north, 10 minutes south, and like five minutes east was Chicago. Uh -huh. So like, you know, the bordering technically made us a um, a suburb. Yeah. But you we had grew to up say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, but it, yeah, yeah, but it really was in the city. Like we grew up um, going to this, the museums downtown, going to the beach. So we were very much there. And so I started going to the Temple Army Corps and... Um, I was doing, my mom forced me to go to the after school program and I hated it. <laughs> but she was not going to have her kids be outside. You know, she wanted us to do activities. And from there on, you know, people really took a chance. You know, the youth leader and the, the social worker. I, I like to say this because they, they would charge me because I would swear so much. <laughs> and so I had to pay a quarter. And so from there on, I just knew that they really took care of me because eventually, you know, I, I saw that they didn't give up. So then, 
you know, I started going to youth group and then Sunday service. And I was trying to recall, like, the time where you, you know, you give your life to the Lord, where I was saved. Kind and of the was, crossover. Yeah. yeah. The, whole, the whole thing. And it was at a at Pastor Phil's church when you were mentioning him. Because our youth group would go and check out other churches. And that's something that I really liked about my youth group is that we would go to different ministries. And so we were at Pastor Phil's church. And that's where I accepted hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Nice. How old would you have been? Twelve. Yeah. It's yeah, great. It was twelve. And I think um, from there on, you know, we did different things, you know, and I've been involved in different ways. And um, right now my core is the Mayfair core. It's uh, north of here, five yeah. minutes, <laughs> really yeah. close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was saying earlier to them that I was doing this and I was like feeling a little guilty because I haven't been there on Sundays. <laughs> but I'm a very devout of Tuesday nights and they were very encouraging. So shout out to Mayfair um, because yes. they were like <laughs> the beautiful people. Good. Yeah, they were very encouraging about like me still being a part of it and me good being an important piece of it. So, yeah. I like hearing that. You know, you, from a very early age, you, you know, encountered the Salvation Army and that's awesome. I love it. Um, and I, I, I want to hear a little bit about what you think that we're getting right when it comes to um, urban ministry within the Salvation Army and some ways that we can improve. Um, the things that we're getting right have been just being present in a lot of things. So for example, I do a lot of community work per my job. And so it's been nice to run into like officers, my friends' parents working, you know, canteens, working where it matters. And just being the first ones there, the last ones there, and the ones feeding everybody. So not only were they taking care of people, some are calling like the Hurricane Maria survivor efforts. And they were there taking care of the survivors, but also taking care of all the workers. Mm -hmm. And so that was just really warming because I was able to like, oh, those are my people. (laughs) You know, they're the ones taking care of us, feeding us, making sure we have coffee and we have all these things. And so seeing those kinds of stuff, you know, in my line of work is encouraging because there's a lot of um, resources that I point people to within the Salvation Army. Um, So in that line, it's very exciting to share on that. I think the sad part is that it's it feels disconnected from the ministry portion of it i feel that like when i see an ad on the train or on the bus for the salvation army it doesn't feel like the core that i attend you Hmm. know and i think that's there's a separation between the work you know and the ministry and i feel pretty guilty sometimes of not being in those trenches you know Hmm. more you Hmm. know besides maybe once a year for a bell ringing so that's a little bit like disheartening to feel disconnected from your own home in a way yeah um yeah and I think one thing, too, um, I, I share this sadly sometimes that the people that I grew up with in my core are no longer here. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, it makes it difficult and it made it difficult growing up in the army and like not having the people that, you know, you grew up with, the youth group kids. There was like 30 of us. And now there's just, you know, me and maybe one other person somewhere um, that are left. So I think that's, you know, at some point you know, certain people, like, there's a lot of the programs and they're not part of the church. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I'd like to um, maybe just open it up for anyone to answer that question uh, for a couple minutes. Um, so, again, wh- where are things where we're like, yes, like, this is this is awesome. Like, I see the spirit moving. I see people all in. And where are the, the points where we're like, oh, we could improve here? Mm -hmm. when it comes to urban ministry 
course, we're not just talking about Chicago. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep, so. absolutely. So that could be in whatever context you found yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say where I see it working best is where people, where um, it's not something we go in to do, but it's something that we're a part of, that we we live we live in community. We don't go do something and then leave, but it's living in community and having a stake in community life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so in that regard, where I've seen it, where I've seen really great city ministry happening, it's where uh, it's, it's the life of the, it's the life, you know. I um, grew up in college. Um, there was an officer who served in Harlem, New York, and she, uh, she was just this great Polish lady, and she just gave her whole heart living there on 125th Street. And um, she just put roots down in that community. She lived right there on the, she just lived there. And um, I got to live with her, you know, a couple summers and just watching um, the investment in people's lives that because they are getting introduced to Jesus, their lives were just different and cooperating with the community, knowing the policemen, knowing people on the street, knowing the underbelly, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but she lived there, and it's different. Yeah. It's yeah. different. If you don't, you got to live there. The word that comes to my mind on this is um, becoming authentic in terms of our faith. And even though um, I may live in a suburb or I may live in, the, in a city, you know, all of us live one place and we, mm -hmm. we are concerned about other places. But I think we have to have that concern based on, um, you know, r real love for people and being very, very authentic about our faith. And um, when... You know, when something happens in Englewood or some other some other part of the city, uh, th that affects all of us, and we should have an emotional response to that. And we should—it's uh, not just a, another sad statistic, but it's something that uh, is really um, harming people, and uh, we should care about that and try to figure out some way to respond to that in a in a in a real tangible way. And we are part of this great organization called the Salvation Army that has the ability to do that, if. We, uh, we really live it out in that way. It's not just providing a service, but it's really making a connection um, in the spirit to the people who live in that community and the people that are hurting in that community. And, you know, what is it we, that we can share together to just, you know, build one another up and let, let Jesus, you know, be in the middle of that? So um, kind of going a different direction, but same direction. Um, earlier... Uh, Barry had talked about when we're when we're thinking about the definition of urban ministry it depending on like where you are it's going to look a little bit differently and so I was thinking about like I my first appointment was in Manhattan Kansas and in a lot of ways it's not very similar to like Chicago and so Chicago's version of being urban is different from Manhattan, Kansas's version of being urban. But Manhattan was like a concentrated, for Kansas, like concentrated population. Did that, did that surprise you Of when you went there? I had very few expectations. So I, I think I was just more like, 
this is what it is. This is like our, like, first, you our know? first appointment was in Grand Rapids, and we were told we were going to a urban setting, and you know it didn't look like Chicago. But when we got with our people, it was, and it was people living in a concentrated area, and it was people that could easily be forgotten or not yeah. respected, mm -hmm. and uh, we had. Uh, it was amazing, but when I first went there, because it didn't look the way I thought, it was real interesting. Because I was that was interesting. You said that about Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, you have to remember we yeah. add the Kansas place. Yeah, because it's the the little apple, <laughs> <laughs> little M. the little apple. But I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually want to like ask you a little bit more of. Um, you know, I think we've brought it up once or twice already. Now, like you know how who lives in the city you know who ministers and you know I think that's something that I really wanted to bring up because um I was talking to people in my core how one of our core members Fern all oh, of I Chicagoland love, loves I Fern, love Fern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so she she's been part of the Salvation Army for so long and I want to say two to three of her core have closed down you know in the city and it's mostly north side core and to me like speaking like is is our core next at some point you know because it feels like that you scary, know yeah like our core in the north side have been closing down uh central spanish belmont um and you know we we mm -hmm. served at central spanish before mm -hmm. we became we were the core officers yeah and i didn't before even you know you guys were born before you were born <laughs> <laughs> yeah i closed before i joined the army and, and yeah um, and, and seeing that yeah and it broke our hearts because uh, there were something like 26 or 30 core in the city. Yeah. So do you know uh, how many are left now? You know, I don't know the number. Roughly 12, half. But, you know, and then uh, because we're on the kind of north, mm -hmm. you know, because how many, if we just, how many people are there? <laughs> There's so many people. This, this really brings up so, something that I, I wanted to, touch on because it, uh, it's part of my history. I, I grew up uh, on the south side mm -hmm. in, in uh, Salvation Army Corps that has morphed into different corps over many, many years. But originally it was uh, um, in Englewood and that was a Scandinavian Corps. There were Swedish families that lived and worked in the area. I can remember services in Swed Swedish language. I remember the music of Scandinavia, the string band. I remember the food of Scandinavia. And so it was just a very strong um, ethnic core from that standpoint. Uh, it, just as an example, um, as the community changed and as a different uh, ethnic group moved into the area and uh, the, the white Scandinavian group moved out of the area, yeah, uh, the core, um, as a core, as a congregation, was not able to survive that transition. So what I'm saying is we, we have, that was one example, but I think it's, it's told countless times over across mm -hmm. the world that um, unless we are, are uh, adaptable, mm -hmm. we, um, we, can, we consign ourselves to, uh, to a, a, a cycle of, of life and death. Yeah. And our problem is we died and we didn't leave a remnant there to build up a new, a new thing, a new core, a new congregation, mm -hmm. a new expression of faith for the Salvation Army. The thing died and we sold off the property. 
Yeah. So that's what we did at Belmont. That's what we did at Andersonville. That's what we're doing at Irving Park. That's what right. we've done on the far south side. That's what we've done in many, many places throughout the city over many, many years. And at, at any given point in time, it seems like the right business decision to make. Hmm. Cut our losses. And in doing that, we have just, you know, uh, we've missed limited, limited our footprint is what I'm saying. Yeah. So how do cores like, you know, in the suburbs survive, you know, they've been longstanding. Like, what's the difference? Why, why are so many city core closing? But why is not like cores in Norwich or Oakbrook? You know, they're very vibrant and they're very exciting. And, you know, we want to have that, too. We want to have that in Both our Both of in those core started as Chicago core. It's, it's a it's a migration of, of families. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, so so there's a, a socioeconomic reality that uh, that is at play here. In addition to the fact that we're talking about a, mm-hmm. a an expression of of the Salvation Army as a church, hmm. I think other denominations have experienced similar things. So, so it's important to just just keep, but it's important to keep rein, reinventing who we are in this community now. Right. Whether it's if it's Caribbean or if it's uh, Hispanic or if it's Korean or if it whatever it is, we have to figure out what is it that God wants us to be in this community in this season, mm-hmm. and really be able to work work on that. And if it changes, then we have to change. If it moves, we have to move. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that this is like something close to my heart too. In my previous appointment, we we're talking a lot about Chicago, um, but I think of Wellston in like the St. Louis area and I fell in love with that place and it was in our our service area um, and there was a core there and I'm like oh my gosh there is so much need where is the Salvation Army Um, and I often wonder like is it like a resources thing you know like there are these city core like Wellston was it that there was no money to keep it going like how are we allocating resources like does that play into it can we do that differently like uh, what do you think is a way to or maybe just some things that we could do to avoid moving out of cities where we're needed or pockets of the cities where we're needed like well there's always a scarcity of resources uh for any organization, that's one of the uh, challenges that any organization faces, having the money to fund its mission. Um, I think what this comes down to and why we're talking about urban ministry tonight is the fact that, and this is, this is proof that it has not been a top priority because we can see how we have vacated urban areas over many, many generations. So there's the, there's the proof right there. But I think what we are doing, and I, and I believe that the you know, uh, present leadership in the territory is certainly committed to this, to reinvesting and, uh, and reconsidering what, what does it need to look like. I think we've got a bunch of old models that we still have in our corporate brain to think that it has to look like this or look like that. Right. I think we can be far more creative. We, we can be less expensive. We can be more effective. Right. And, and we can be you know, more nimble. We can start here or move over there, do this or do that, without investing tens of millions of dollars in, w- in one place. But, yes. but that takes some smart people to be charged with, okay, let's think about that. Let's, let's, tr- let's make that work. And I think that's where we're heading. And I do think we need some champions to keep calling um, and so I did. I do have a scripture verse that okay. I, <laughs> I've been really dying <laughs> because I do. I do. When I've been thinking about the cities, I've been thinking about this with Jeremiah, where he says, "Pray for the welfare of the city to which I have carried you." 
pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And that comes just before he says, for I know the plans I have for you, you know? And it's, I am happy that generations ago, somebody was there in this city for my family, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I get, yeah, it gets you weepy in a way. But, mm -hmm. um, and the other thing too is the city's so broad and we're talking about so many people, but we're also talking about the welfare of people who have been, they have been carried to yeah. our cities. Right. And uh, I, it just, that feels real tender to me. So, mm -hmm. and they may not have somebody to advocate for them. Yeah. And I want to get back to something Nancy said a minute ago, and that is, the, f the fact is, uh, during the course of these changes of communities, not only do we not know what to do, so many people choose to leave, we don't, uh, we don't uh, productively uh, engage in an evangelistic ministry so that people are really coming to Jesus. People are getting saved. People are, are joining the church. They're joining the Salvation Army. They're joining the Corps. And, um, and we, we have in many, many ways stopped being a primarily a Salvation Army, and we mm. are something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that calls us back to, to our thinking, thinking through our true identity. Who, who are we truly? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what God wants to use. That's what God wants to bless, and that's what God created us to be. And if we're doing that, um, I think these resource issues uh, pretty much go away. I really do. It's, yeah. when, it's when we stop, you know, seeing the this, 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 this spiritual um, harvest that, uh, that, we, that we believe for and we, we pray for that we then, um, you know, we just uh, start looking at it from a caretaking standpoint and, mm -hmm. again, have to make the best business decision. You were just talking, Nancy, too, about some of your core officers that have been meaningful, and you were talking about the Aswahes. Yeah. And I always, I have been blessed when I watch them go to, they moved in. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know, they, they were really instrumental in my growing up. You know, they were very, that's something, too, that I, as you were saying, that you were blessed by having someone in the city, you know, who ministered to your family generations ago or maybe, you know, one or two um, that's something that I do that breaks my heart because there's like I was so blessed in infinite numbers of ways by the Salvation Army and like I joke around with some people that I would make a perfect development worker because <laughs> I could I could count myself as a as a poster child right like I hear you know went to after school I started you know going to different ministries did BOS did SMT travel the world that you know my first boss after college told me he's like there was someone with more experience than you who was older, but I chose you because you had that experience, you know, having traveled to different places. And I do think of the many people that are missing out, you know, who are not having those opportunities to, you know, to be frank, like have that social mobility, you know, like that took me from one step to another, you know, and then from there on, I learned with so many people how to like move forward. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that my heart breaks, you know, and I was... I have been working, quote unquote, on this like essay that I've been trying to write, and I've been interviewing people for a couple of years of like, you know, why do you stick around? You know, why do you, why are you here? And um, that's something for me. That's my answer. It's like I want people in my situation to have all these resources that I got, and these opportunities that were beyond ministry, but also helped me, you know, in my professional life, in my personal life. Um, 
you know there's so many people now like with all these course clothes that are not getting that and it's mm-hmm. very sad right it is um but one thing too i wanted to, to ask about it's like how you know it is important where your location is and i'm very curious you know how how removed thq is from the city you know what i mean um and i don't know how thq works i don't know how you know things work i'm really you know but you know it's, a, it's a big mystery <laughs> I'll talk to you after the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, insider stuff. But you know, knowing that stuff, you know, in you know, I wonder what would a THQ in the city mean for the course, you know, around us. You know, what would it mean if we, the people making decisions, were in the areas of those places? You know, and I, I get curious about that, and I, you know, uh, but yeah, at the same time, it's really great that our divisional headquarters is down the street. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it's as, awesome. As a soldier, uh, you have the you have the right to ask that question. Mm. Absolutely, you have the right to ask that question. Um, the only the only uh, rationale is again, it, it's it's a it's a it's a business decision. Um, mm. Where 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 is the uh, best property available for the lowest price? And so that's that's part of the decision, and um, it's also a uh, a convenience decision mm-hmm. on the part of uh, people who are making the decisions. Yeah, that's a, that's real talk. <laughs> While we're on this, that's real talk. While we're on this, and I um, okay, uh, we <laughs> might have <laughs> to extend. <laughs> I want to extend <laughs> five minutes just for that. Yeah, we're adding five. We're trying to be t- <laughs> mindful of time. But I'm the timer, everybody. I I've have never <laughs> been able to be the timer. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm the timer. Well, um, we could just let you sing the rest of the time. But, um, <laughs> and this is something that, uh, Sue, that I've heard you kind of, I don't know, kind of bringing up. But as someone who has a heart for the city, right, an incarnational ministry, the idea of living in the city where I'm serving is important, right? Yet this is not realized in most contexts in the in the core of our territory we look at you know here's like a, and here's what i here's what i think okay i think we have to put more wood on the fire of our passion for the cities okay and so we want to care i think we need to come to a point to care so much about the cities that we're going to move our officers into the city even yes. if mm-hmm. that quarters cost five times more. Yeah. Yep. So that they're going to be present. And I need, and we need to honor and um, we have to send good, passionate officers to the city. And, and also not everybody gets to do it because we're sending the best. (laughs) You know what? And that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying that nobody, I'm just saying we need to have the city to be so valuable that yes. people are fighting to serve in the city. I agree. We gotta find the people that have that. Yes, and I think one of the, like, I think of so many cities, so many, I can't even think of a city who has, no, nah, that's St. Louis, they live right there. Um, but, you know, we see Detroit, they're living out of the city. You know, I'm about to go to Gary, we're living in the suburb right outside of it. You can so ask permission. Right, and that's the thing. I want, yes, we, 
I feel like I've heard so many times people trying to move into the city and it is not accepted. It does not go through. And I'm not trying to, you know, have you explain all of those intricacies, I guess. It's just a mindset that needs to be. So what would you say to people who are like, this is what we want. We want as a core officer, we want to be in the city. You just keep knocking at the door. Okay. You keep knocking at the door. You keep, Lord, I'm available. You start with Lord, I'm available. And then I love that little. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do. Um, nice. And and you keep um, in in uh, humble passion. <laughs> humble passion. Not, not everybody is suited for urban living. Right. And I think that should be respected. But I think mm-hmm. many officers, uh, like you're saying, would be more than willing to um, live within the community that, that they're serving. Yeah. And um, and I th- I think the Salvation Army is coming back to a place where we, 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 we recognize that that's where we should be, that's where we mm-hmm. want to be. Unless there's some re- really good reason we can't be, then let's be there. And, I'm, and even, even in very, very troubled communities, um, you wouldn't, I, I don't, you know, speaking honestly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't force someone to live there, but there are people who feel that's my calling, this is where yeah. I should be, and I'll, I'll, take, I'll take that risk with my people to live there in, we, we, the organization, should really try to make that happen. Let me read. Can I read a quote really quick? And then we can, because this is speaking right can to I, this. Before you finish that. Yeah. The ARC commanders live in the city. Good. They moved into the city. Not all of them. No, our one. Oh, oh. right where we are. Oh, I no, see. No, not the top one. The one where we are. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. In our city of Chicago right oh, I now see. on I the see. north side. Okay. I got you. Good. That's awesome. In this city. Yeah. That, so this is from a book called Creating a Missional Culture, and we can kind of highlight that book when this episode comes out. But this quote says, if the church is going to live her faith well in the city, she will need a community of leaders who learn to specialize in various ways in order to be a blessing to the neighborhood and world. And often, we're not going into that question yet, but often when we talk about you know this idea of having the quarters for an officer in the city, I think, why are we not specializing this? Why are we not putting people Mm -hmm. in these appointments who have a heart to live in the city? Because when I hear, well, you know, we don't, maybe the core officers who go there don't want their kids to go to those schools or they don't have that same calling or I'm, these are the things I hear. Mm -hmm. Right. So in my mind, that's a problem. Like, m- what if we start to specialize it a little bit more and people with a heart to be in the city and to be immersed in that be put in these, in these core living in the city? So that becomes a non-issue. You know what I'm saying? Also, to an alternative is I'm thinking is there's a lot of uh, leaders that are very equipped and are ready to go. They are not officers, and right. they don't want to become officers because of different situations. They have children with special needs who, you know, are not they're, they're not able to just move anywhere. You know, they want to serve here. So there's actually a lot of vacant apartments in our DHQ area that people have asked to move into, you know, who are not officers, and they keep getting denied or, you know, making those homes on Kedvale that are in the city, you know, available to people. Is, is that too radical? You think that that could happen in some future? Because... If they're ready to go, they're equipped, they know the city, they know their ministry, could they step up? It's, it's all these creative things that we have to think about. And, and I think it's creating a mindset that um, 
I, I do think we have um, a population of our Salvation Army who are scared to death of cities. Hmm. And uh, wow. it's not good. <laughs> no. yeah. 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 And they, they have these preconceived ideas. Sure. And, yeah. And yeah. that, yeah. we have to turn that. Yeah. And I think, um, so that was, that was something that I was thinking about when Barry was talking about the cultural shift of a community where a different kind of group of people is moving into a community and then the group that used to be there is moving out. Um, so, and how the core didn't survive that change of the community. And, and I was thinking about how that connects with the desire to work on like intercultural relationships learning so one of the really amazing things about the Salvation Army is how we exist in so many different countries mm -hmm. and how we are uniquely suited for each country that that we're in and so as on a global scale we're like really beautifully we can do it yeah we're yeah we're beautifully blending cultures I think, you know, from my limited yeah, no, perspective. Sure. So it, it would be wonderful to be able to figure out how to communicate that consistently to every single soldier to carry inside of ourselves. Like, I'm a part of this global body, and that means that no matter what I feel or think or my preconceived notion about someone, I can be worshiping with someone else. I And I don't know how to communicate that, and I don't know how to do that because it's I think it's hard work. I mm -hmm. think that's sure really is. deep, difficult work, yeah. which doesn't get done because it's deep. But, it, but it's where the gospel leads us if we right. let the gospel go deep enough. Yeah. The problem is we don't let the gospel go deep enough to touch those parts mm -hmm. yeah. of who we are. And the globe, it, the globe is in our cities. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. I, if we're just taking where we, we are, the globe is literally on our doorstep. Yeah, and one thing that I can challenge us, those of us who are in sitting settings and who grew up in the Salvation Army, who have this different upbringing that wasn't a suburb with brass band, things like that, you know, to take up space and share your story. Because one of those things that I want to do this year is I've had that, sh that story about the uh, assemblies told for me, but this time I want to tell it because I want to be able to say, like, you know, I am that kid, but also to put it in a different perspective that, like, it's not cute ministry you know that these little kids from the school but it's also like your future tc right. is there right. and maybe they're going to give you marching orders someday and take it that seriously you know but right. speaking for myself you know and being able to take up that space but also challenging everyone around with power and that's you know all of us here in this room you know if, if we're all here there's some sort of platform we have to invite people to the table um and i want to be able to to model that, you know, which is why I brought some of those things from people that are not here, but right. I in what spaces, yeah, yeah, in what spaces are we lending our voice? Are we speaking, you know, and maybe getting off the table so someone else can sit there? Yes, I think that's great, Nancy. Let's. I would love to close this with talking what? just a bit. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't just love to close this. I, I wish we could keep going, but I want to talk about what are our hopes and dreams for Salvation Army ministry in the cities across our territory. If we could dream big, think big, what what do we want to see? What do we hope the Spirit does? 
For me, it's for people who are ready to go in leadership, who have that spirit of leadership, who are, you know, able, willing to be able to do that, you know, and bring their creative minds and their beautiful ideas to the table and have them be able to be realized and not just thrown on the side, you know, to experience that. I, I picture in my mind a, um, a multiplication of Salvation Army Corps whatever they look like and i'm not i'm not defining what they should or shouldn't look like but yeah. but salvation army presence in the form of worshiping bodies of believers congregations who are living out the salvation army mission in all kinds of creative and unique ways but to just penetrating our cities so that you you don't go um past a hundred thousand people before you get to the next core mm. i would see you know truly neighborhood-based core uh, uh, flourishing and with the leadership to uh, to uh, you know supply those yeah 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 me too I yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, what I he think said. yeah just that as this the Salvation Army would represent Jesus in a way that would contribute to the beauty of the city mm. yeah yeah mm. I love that yeah that's awesome I think for me the Holy Spirit is so creative, oh. like and artistic, and so many other beautiful things, and that's I just want to see the Holy Spirit moving and us being breathing obedient, life. breathing life, whatever that means, whatever that and looks no like. No apology and no bold. apology, no small box that we try to put ourselves into. Yeah. Like let's be what He wants us to be. Yeah, and I think right alongside with what Nancy was saying, there are people who love the city who are not called to officership, but are being pulled, like drawn in by the spirit into the Salvation Army to right. be in the city who, like I want space for them, you know? Right. Like I want mm -hmm. space for the people who don't feel called to officership. No, we want a whole, we want a whole cadre of people in yeah. the community, in a community to be fully invested. Right. Yeah. And we need great sergeant majors. We need great youth leaders. We need great women, women's ministries, you know, really getting down there with the mommies and the kids and yeah. a, a whole, I mean, I can name you people from our, the first core we were at central Spanish in the city mm -hmm. and those, you know, Dora and Roberto and, Mr. Guerrero, you know, these passionate people who love their community and love the core and uh, taught us about how to really do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for sharing and chatting and Nancy, talking. Nancy, thank you for letting mm -hmm. us be in your beautiful home. <laughs> thank you for <laughs> coming. It's so Thanks sweet. For being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. She has beautiful hardwood. <laughs> she really likes my floor. I do. I really do. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you should see her beautiful home. You guys are welcome to come. I feel really welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get me singing? Is that in there? I don't know. I was singing in that guys. I'm not sure. Hmm. I That's guess you'll just have to listen to the episode to <laughs> find out. <laughs> we're back. Well, we're back. And okay, that was awesome. Okay.
I loved that. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. First of all, I just I wish that you could all experience Nancy's apartment. Mm. I love Nancy's apartment, and yeah. I like I love that it is like in the city. I love that it's just cute and adorable. Um, I love that she consistently has people in it. You know, like she's yeah, she's a good hostess. She is an amazing hostess. She likes to throw a nice little party. Yeah, we really Concert, love Nancy. Etc. Mm-hmm. You know, and we really love the commissioners. She uses her square footage well. <laughs> she does. Um, she I just we had should give her more square footage. Okay, I bet she could do more with more square footage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. We are also. Oh, Kiri. Sometimes it's so funny to me. The things that you say. <laughs> Your brain. Just think of <laughs> what she could do if she had more square footage. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still saying square footage. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um the the Barry and Sue. Barry and Sue. Yeah, we love them too. I just really enjoyed sitting down with them, like all three of them and having a conversation that is really important and is really needed. And I was really encouraged by it. Um, I hope that you all were too, especially those who have a heart for like city mission, like Mm -hmm. being in the city. I think we heard a lot of good and hopeful things. Um, and I don't know. I think a lot of people serving in the city, a lot of my friends, um, it's it's hard, like right? It's hard work. And a lot of times there's not enough resources and you fight for things that don't always get approved or, you know what I'm saying? Like it can be really discouraging. Mm. Um But I appreciate what the commissioner said about, like, keep fighting for those things. Like, Mm -hmm. it's important. Mm -hmm. And you, all of you out there in the city, like, you're awesome. I love you all. And I hope you were encouraged by this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Do you have anything to say, Uh. (laughs) Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like thinking about cleaning my house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, slightly, we apologize. Slightly this distracted. Is <laughs> can't really focus on it. I was thinking about dusting the walls. <laughs> that's all That's all I've been thinking about today, this you know whole what's day. what's funny is that as I was talking and saying those words before you said cool, 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 I was looking at the <laughs> command hooks that are hanging up on the wall and was like, I need to take those down. So I was multitasking. So I was basically, saying things, but thinking about. Basically, next episode is going to be about moving. It is. We or are something like that. <laughs> really, we Just are going to talk about moving. Just because we can't think about anything else right now. But I think it'll be very fitting to talk about, like, that transition, the moving thing. And, you know, I've moved a lot. And you, you have moved a lot as well in mm. a short amount of time. And we're going to dig yeah. into that and... Yeah. It'll be moving. Yeah. yeah, today unfiltered. Today I was like someone that was like asking me something about something. <laughs> something and then I was very like non-discreet. And I was like, yeah, I've been living I haven't unpacked in like 18 months. Yeah. And then I started crying a little bit. 
And then I was like, moving on. Get back to work. Yeah, that's real. Don't don't cry right now. You need to finish your tasks. Right. <laughs> There's no time to cry. You can cry only if you bubble wrap your picture frames. When you when you have you taped can pack shut your tears. that final cardboard box, you, you can shed one or two tears. <laughs> you your allotment oh. Oh my <laughs> of gosh. tears. Well, on that note, oh, let's wrap this up. See, I told you it was a sad one. Maybe it's just sad because I'm sad. This is all. Yeah. <laughs> no one else it's is sad. sad. <laughs> this is the last podcast that will come out before we move, which is sad. And we can't go too deep into that because I don't want to think of all of the things. We won't be living by each other. We won't be going to the same core. <sighs> I'm yeah, not going to cry because I'm going to suck it up, but. It'll so, but I'll still have Annie with me. Oh well, that doesn't right, help Annie? me. Right, Annie? You're still gonna be living with me? Yeah, we're gonna move somewhere. She new. looks like she's thinking about but that. But you're gonna be there. We're gonna be there together. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, let's wrap it up. Yeah, Thank you sorry. all for listening. Zane, cut that last part out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just want you cut all to know. I want out. all of the listeners to know that pretty much Zane cuts the part where we say. Zane cut that part, but then doesn't say like cut the part. Does that make sense? I think he actually left a part in. Yeah, I think he did. Where it said Zane I think he was entertained. That part out. <laughs> he was entertained by it. Can that be our new catchphrase for our podcast? Zane, is Zane cut that part cut out. Cut that part out. <laughs> the barracks cut that part <laughs> out. Podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks all for listening. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And um, we'll uh, we'll see you the next episode or hear or hear, or you. hear you or you'll send, hear us send us a voice message <gasps> and maybe you can get featured on the next episode oh that would be if awesome. you have a voice we... like through facebook chat right you can send like a voice memo in there oh my gosh I yes figure that out that is genius send us a little voice memo like 20 seconds moving do it send it moving just about moving oh about moving yes that's a great idea yeah Yeah. do that message us yeah okay thanks so much guys hashtag zane cut that part out as kids we believed that the angels talked everything is magic till you think it's not It's easy to be thankful for the things you've got. It takes guts to give thanks for the things you've lost. Mm-hmm.